0: Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor & Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed.
1: Matt, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Jim. How are you today?
1: Man, I'm doing wonderful.
2: Well, I appreciate you taking my call. I'll try to be brief. (laughs) I've got a uh, GE natural gas-fired water heater, 50-gallon. Uh, it was uh, it manufactured and installed uh, in late 2012. Uh, it's got a nine-year warranty, and it's still working just fine. But it's uh, it's an, it's up in an attic, an upstairs attic. It's a two-story house, and it's, it's here for several months now. It started making a, a, a popping noise. Yeah. Uh, and I flushed it real good. Uh, I, I you know just eyeballed it. I don't see any issues, but. And it's, and it's working fine, but it's irritating my wife. She doesn't like the popping noise. Any idea what the problem might be? Well, I think you need to buy your wife a new house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was done with house payments, Jim. Oh. I'm 68 years old.
1: <laughs> no, what's happening is in the bottom of it, it's got sediment. And okay. that just that stuff expands and contracts as the temperature changes with the burners going off. And that's what makes right. that popping noise out of the water heater itself, if you put in a brand new water heater, it could yeah. be doing that same thing within a year or two.
2: Even though I flushed this one real good, uh, how often do you flush it? Uh, I probably hadn't been as good as I should. Probably every couple of years. And when I flushed it here recently, I did get some sediment out. Yeah, I wouldn't say a tremendous amount, maybe a coffee cup.
1: Yeah, cool. The the problem is the sediment that doesn't come out is already. Melted into a glob down there uh typically if you're going to start if you're going to going to flush them out you got to start that within the first two years of the water heater and you do it every six to 12 months to keep them flushed out and even then it's going to start building up and, and still make crackling noise and i'll be straight up honest i don't bother flushing my own
2: Okay. Well, I, I like to hear that. It makes me feel better. Is there any way, I mean, if I was to, like, uh, turn the water off, uh, take the pressure off of it, pull the anode rod uh, out of it and go down in there, can you, like, stir that stuff up and then flush it, or am I just hosed? You're hosed. Okay. All right. Well, one more thing, then. Uh, would you go back with a, uh, a standard, you know, tank water heater, or do you recommend any of these uh, instant Water systems. We're on a well system out here, and water has quite a bit. It's a pretty uh, uh, not Art. acidic. The other side of it. Yeah. Well. Uh, and and honestly, a lot of calcium in it. I think.
1: Do you, yeah. do you have gas? Yes, sir. Okay. I would go back with a gas tankless water heater
2: myself. Okay.
1: You're, Hi, out, I, where I, the, I you're live... out where they're, they're flying. Yeah, I live in an air
2: park, Hidden Valley Air Park
1: do you yeah i understand you're a pilot too aren't you i'm i'm working on it i'm i'm uh, working on getting my license right now just get uh, ready to take the written test as soon as i find a test center that's open again
2: yeah good luck yeah my yeah. next door neighbor just went through that same experience he he, finally, he had to go to houston for his check ride just to find somebody that would ride with him
1: i got a buddy in houston who ended up going over to beaumont to get it done yeah, it's it's a minute. It. Yeah, it's it's tough, but yes, I've yeah. been kind of well, looking I, at airplanes and stuff as well because uh, you know even getting planes to rent for for lessons is tough right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would uh, definitely if it was me. I personally would buy, yeah. and I'd buy a, a good uh, used one, and they hold their value pretty well. And there are lot, a lot of flying's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Really, you ought to. <laughs> <pursue it. laughs> I'm,
1: I'm I'm glad to hear that. No. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay take a look at a gas water heater
1: and you're going to find that it's going to that actually will help cut your utility bill but Uh that will take care of that popping noise they don't have a tank on them to to make to hold sediment and so that would really clear up your issues you recommend a brand a navion
2: navion okay yep all right well thank you sir i appreciate it
1: take care matt roger how are you today
2: Hey, Jim, I'm good. How you doing?
1: Wonderful.
2: Good. Hey, I enjoy your show. Uh got a question about sewer lines. How can I find out if I've got cast iron or PVC?
3: How old a house is it?
2: Uh, certificate of Occupy was uh, September of 1983.
1: You are PVC.
2: Oh, that's good
1: news. Yeah, with, okay. with, without question. But uh, to answer your question more direct... If you go outside and look at, like, the plugs underneath the uh, kitchen sink, right? there's right. usually a clean out there. It is. Uh, if it's PVC, your plumbing's going to be PVC. It if it's cast iron, it then, then your plumbing would be cast. Uh, but okay. cast iron pretty much was phased out completely by 73.
2: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir.
3: You bet. Take care. Right, you too. Well, hello, Robert. Hello, Jim. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Okay, great. Listen, I'm on my third AC HVAC techs coming out and doing uh, biannual inspection. I'm on my third company now in three years. And this tech has suggested that on his next visit that he install a start assist kit. Hard start to kit. help to help the compressor get started and last longer. Yep. And he wants $231 to do that. What is he talking about?
1: As the compressors age, uh, they, they start drawing more and more amps. That's, that's actually one of the things that techs look at is uh, when they're servicing a unit, they'll see how much uh, amperage it's pulling, and once it gets up so high – It'll start uh, basically shutting itself down, for lack of a better way of putting it. What the hard start kit does is extend it out where it'll last
3: longer. Does that sound like an unreasonable price? $231.
1: That sounds real reasonable. Uh, I oh, hear really? a lot of time prices up at around
3: 400 bracket. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. You answer that question for me. i got one other question for you, and I don't know if there really is an answer to it or not. Is there a best Cadillac HVAC system built? For some reason or another, through my lifetime, I have always interpreted advertising and things as being a train.
1: Trains are good systems.
3: Do you think they're the best?
1: Not necessarily, no. I'm, I'm okay. going to let you in okay. on a little secret here. Uh, okay, okay. There's only about five manufacturers of air conditioning systems.
3: Kind of like the refrigerator. Yep. Refrigerator, they, <laughs> washer, get, dryers.
1: They get different tags on them, but yep. the components are different in a lot of them. Okay. Uh, so the the brands that I would stick with, Train is a good one, Lennox is good. American standard, uh, and uh, oh shoot, I was just talking about it earlier today.
3: That's okay. Carrier. You answered my question as exactly carrier. what I needed. Yeah, carrier. got it. Yeah, exact, those yeah.
1: those four are going to be your top of the line units as far as longevity. Anything you start going down into the other ones, it 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 literally does shorten the lifespans.
3: Let me get one final question in, if you don't sure. mind. Taking care of my air conditioning system, having it inspected twice a year, once for heating, once for cooling, can I get 20 years out of that system? Yes. Jim, thank you so much. Have a great day. You bet.
1: Take All right. it easy. bye Bye. You know, and this is for everybody listening because we have this discussion a lot. If you keep an air conditioning system serviced, you can get 20 years. You can get 30 years out of them even. Now, you're going to hit a point where it's going to be cost effective to get rid of it because of energy efficiency. But honestly, I tell people all the time, 15, 20 years should be no big problem for air conditioning systems as long as you stick with the good ones. You're going to find a lot of AC guys are going to come out and after 10 years tell you, oh, it's time. you got to get rid of this one. It's, it's time. Uh, no, you don't. Now, if the repair bill is going to be something enormous, yeah, you may have to take a serious look at it, but you can get a lot of time out of AC units that we a lot of times don't go
0: after. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us.
1: Hello, Robert.
0: Hello, Mr. Dutton. How are you? Oh, I'm doing
1: fine. We're going to be formal today, are we? (laughs)
0: That's right. We're going to be purple today. Hey, you have an awesome show. Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. Well, listen, the previous owners of my house installed a sprinkler system. And when they installed the sprinkler system, they put three, I guess you would call it valve boxes, right next to the foundation of the house. Okay. And And when they installed these, they recessed them down in the ground. And the issue that that I'm having, of course, is when when whenever we get any heavy rain, you know these uh, I get three big pools right above these these you know valve boxes right next to the foundation, right up against the foundation of the house. Right. So my question for you would be two things: is can I move these valve boxes above the ground if I, if you know if I dig in and and get the piping can I move them above the ground and and my second part would be can I just bury them
1: well and in most cases the city requires them to be underground and so I would say probably you can't uh but I guess my big question is going to be how you know after it quits raining within a day or so is the water gone out of those boxes or does it stay flooded
0: it's, it's it's gone. They will drain, but it's, yeah, but the water sits there for for you know hours, a yeah. few hours. Yeah, don't on heavy rain. nothing
1: nothing to worry about. It, it's pretty normal, and as long as it drains off that fast, you'll be fine. And I just want to address the water by the foundation just a, a real quick before we move on. You don't want standing water by the foundation. That is that is he's one hundred percent correct on that. However, when you have sprinkler systems different things like that you end up with these boxes around the foundation as long as the water dissipates within hours of the rain stopping you're fine where you run into a problem is when the water sits there in puddles for days that's where it becomes a problem because at that point it's oversaturating the soil the soil is no longer absorbing that water that's the where it becomes a big problem, where it will weaken the soil to the point where it cannot support the foundation any longer. So as long as the water is, like I said, dissipating within hours, that's the reason I asked, you know, is it gone in a day? You're fine. It's If it sits there longer than that, that's when you want to address it. And in most municipalities, they're not going to let you raise those valves, and you really don't want them up out of the ground simply because – you don't want all that piping exposed and stuff. One to the weather, two to the sunlight, because it's PVC and it will deteriorate that way. Mark, this is Jim. How can I help you?
4: Hey Jim, uh, happy Saturday to you and all your listeners from the Miracle City, Conroe, Texas. Uh, I'm working on a 1930 uh, plantation home mansion here, and I've got to replace columns. I want to ask you about that and the foundation. Their own. It's a big, big, huge, big porch. uh uh uh, 50 wide by 15 deep and i've got Uh the row of columns across there they're the wood columns and they need replacing uh i understand they're a split column where there's a actual wood pole in the middle of them i need to cut those out somebody said i should replace those with a fiberglass load bearing column your thoughts
1: well if they got a pole inside that's doing the support why do you need a, a fiberglass load bearing one you already have a pole there that's doing the job. The other, the other one on the outside is just cosmetically to change the looks of it.
4: Well, the uh, uh, the the old wood columns that the split columns are are cracking. I've got to replace them. Right. Uh, the 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 labor to do a split column, cut the fiberglass in half and redo it, is considerably more than just taking the whole fiberglass column and replacing it completely and just putting
1: that in there without splitting it. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah, if you're looking at doing it that way, then, yeah. Th- I mean, there's nothing wrong-, wrong with replacing the column itself. Uh, it was just, it's just a matter of, how you know, which, which process you want to go through. But, yeah, I wouldn't go through the process of splitting it and putting it on because that's a lot of labor for, for no good reason. And if it's a support column, Knock the other one out and put this one in. Make sure you put temporary supports in first, though.
4: (laughs) Right. And and it's on top of some old tile. Once I put the new columns in, can I then retile the porch, or do I need to start first? Uh, Tile it first. And the other question on that foundation is when you look at it, you see the columns going across there. And on each end, on the corners, the brick is starting to crack around there. Is that a foundation problem or is it
1: just? Where's well, let's let's hit the tile first. Uh, It's all going to depend on the look that you want. I personally would put the tile in after I put the columns because I want my column sitting on the solid concrete. Gotcha. Okay. Now, where you're seeing the cracks? Where where are you seeing cracks? When, When I'm
4: when I'm facing the. The, the mansion uh, and you can see the columns coming all the way across the front of the front porch right on each end on each end in the front below the column below the capital on the corners all the brick is cracking there uh, you know there's splits you know it seems to be pulling apart from the I, I assume the foundation
1: yeah it it could be foundation movement it could be some framing movement we'd have to come out and take a look to know for sure which one it is
4: Terrific, I'll do that. So you're, you're, you, these old wood columns, they're in pretty rough shape. You think it's better just to take those out and replace them with a nice new fiberglass column?
1: Yeah, You, I mean, you can either do that if you want to replace them with a wooden column, and they do make split fiberglass columns as well. I mean, you don't have to get a solid one to replace it, but I mean, if you're going through the hassle, why not?
4: Yeah, okay, <laughs> terrific. Okay, thank you so much, Jim.
1: You bet. To take care, and we're going to head to my hometown of Pasadena. Ken, how are you?
5: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I have a surge protector question for you. Okay. I I have two air conditioning units on the outside of my home, uh, three and a half ton, one and a half ton, and I have paid to have the fan motors replaced. In both of them, I was recommended or been recommended to me to get surge protectors put on those air conditioning units on the middle boxes, you know, that's sitting up on the brick wall that go to the air conditioning unit. Right. Okay. I've kind of researched it a little bit. Is there a surge protector that can be reset instead of a one-time use?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Pretty much when those things get used, they, they fry.
5: And so I have to pay to replace them once they're used up? Yep. Okay. And from what I also understand is they have uh, like a, a bank. Uh, I, I think call it gold or whatever it is. But like you were saying, once that is used up, even though it was a, a series of small spikes or whatever, it, it, it's gone.
1: Yes. Now, okay. why are they wanting you to put a surge protector on just the units instead of a whole house system?
5: Uh, because of my panel on the house is I can't remember the total initials, but it's fire hazard type, uh, FP or something like that. Uh huh. And that is a real extreme cost to do that with the electric company being coordinated and you know and everything to replace that panel. The panel is good. It is clean on the inside and everything. I've looked at it, so I'm not really interested in doing the whole house. If it's cheaper or better to go ahead and do the whole house, I might consider it.
1: Well, I'm just curious because, you know, if if the electrical surges are tearing up the motor, the fan motor on the AC system, it ought to be tearing up the motors on the refrigerator and other things as well.
5: Okay, but I have not had any trouble on the uh, other appliances that I have inside my house. I, yeah. I also know that that some of these surges or whatever are created inside the house, you know, with the refrigerator or whatever turned yep. on and off. Yeah. So it looks like my only option either is to go ahead and uh, get the one-time units.
1: Pretty much, yeah. That or, or again, take a look at the, the whole house because... Something's not going on right. That you got to put those in for just the AC units. Uh, either you're not getting good clean power from the power company, right? Or and and if that's the case, they ought to be fixing that. Now, if you complain with the power company enough, they'll actually uh, put in a monitoring device for like a month to monitor spikes and and things that happen, so that they know what they need to do to clean it up. That and it's and that doesn't cost you anything, and that may find a solution for you that doesn't cost you a bunch of money.
5: Okay, all uh, right. But if I go ahead and do these surge protectors on these air conditioning units, yep, that is a protection, right? It's, yes, uh, it is. You know, okay, great. You've answered my question, I sure appreciate
1: it. All righty, Ken, you take care. Going to Carrollton. Hello, Rick.
6: Hey, Jim, <clears throat> real quick, a uh, couple of three. Uh, what is a budget price to use for installing concrete residential driveway? Just a, a round figure yard per yard installed with three-eighths inch rebar, eighteen inch centers. Uh,
1: a budgetary number would be anywhere from you now a round number, twelve bucks a square foot.
6: Okay. All right. Second That's question. remove and got... replace. Oh, it's okay. It's both demo yeah. and replace. Okay. Yep. All right. And would you put 4-inch uh, back uh, yes. with an RV on 3,500 PSI, or would you go bump to 4,000 on the compression?
1: No, nah, I'd put 4-inch back on, on a standard thirty five 3,000 to 3,500. Uh, but you're okay. right. Use a rebar, 12-inch on centers. And I'm going to put you on hold because we'll finish this up when we come back with more Texas Home Improvement. So when we left, I was talking with Rick in Carrollton, and I'm going to – there we go. Rick, sorry about that. No problem.
6: Um, here's a, My other two questions are related, but they're on different course. Um, in our attic, we moved in uh, seven, eight years ago, and they had blown in uh, fiberglass. And we had somebody come in and put some pot lights in a couple areas of the house, which they did. But I got up there after they were done and gone, and they had just basically raked all that stuff back into piles towards the sofa. And left all that area kind of uh, exposed, and and I was afraid to put anything on there because of
5: the heat. Uh, yes. I didn't know if
6: they were the they weren't in, they weren't insulated pots. They went cheap, so I then sh- unscrewed the main lo- regular lights and put in these new LEDs that have a socket set on the end, and you just it clicks into place. So it's an LED light that puts out a lo- whole lot less heat. My question is, is can I? pull my uh, loose insulation with a rake, rake that up and smooth that out and put it back over them safely? Or is there something that I can put on top of or or surround that light with before I do it for safety? Uh,
1: The answer is yes to both of those. Uh, They do make, even if you're going to put a regular incandescent bulb that puts out a lot of heat, they do Uh make a box that can go over those lights that helps with uh, insulating and keeping the the insulation off of it, so you don't have to worry about it burning. But if you make the switch to those LEDs, like you're talking about, uh-huh. they don't produce any heat either, and so that eliminates the problem also.
6: Okay. And last question: What was the name of the product? I think you said it could be a DIY. It was a layout uh, insulated. Uh, it, it was multi-layered
1: type it was a of radiant thing. Radiant barrier. Is,
6: right Yes. Is what is Energy is Q. Is Energy Q one word?
1: Energy Q one word. Yeah, and their website is energyq.com.
6: Very good. Thanks, Jim. You've been great help, Tommy.
1: You bet. Take care. Let's talk with David in the Woodlands. How are you today?
7: Hey, uh, real quick. Um, I was out pressure washing uh, the house, and um, I've been meaning that. What are, and I, I'm seeing the weep holes. Are weep holes, uh, the house was built in 1979, and they said it was like Mexican brick. Uh-huh. it seems a little bit soft but it's been painted over and i've got the weep holes and when i uh when i put water into them just to see how uh how dirty they are i mean they're they're clogged with dirt and crap do i need to first off what are they good for and should i clean them out
1: well what they're for is like you said you got the soft mexican brick moisture will go through it uh even when you have the hard brick you know like uh acme brick and stuff moisture will go through the brick and the mortar lines it runs down the back side and there's a brick ledge on the foundation the brick ledge is lower than the floor inside so the moisture goes down hits that bottom where the foundation is and comes out through the weep holes. and that's their sole purpose is to let moisture out that gets behind the brick line Because the brick is not up against the two by four studs. There's usually about an inch, inch and a half space behind the the brick between the brick and the studs. Okay.
7: So So do I need don't close them. Do I need to clean them? You don't need to clean
1: them them because any even if there's dirt and stuff in there, the the moisture would soak through that dirt and still come out.
7: Okay. And Second, with the Mexican brick that's painted over, is there anything else I can do to, to uh, um, I guess, shore it up or keep it or, or strengthen it?
1: No. Uh, as long as they used a good masonry primer when they painted it, you should be fine. Uh, the, the only mistake a lot of people make is they just use regular household paint to paint straight onto the brick, and that masonry primer is what uh, holds it all together well.
7: So that it would keep, because the paint seems to peel very easily.
1: Yeah, that see, that sounds like they didn't use the masonry primer then.
7: So to be able to go over, would I uh, have to strip the house then and do it, or?
1: Hit it with a pressure washer to strip off as much as you can, and yes. And then, oh, man.
7: Okay, well, got lots of times on my hands, so, <laughs> all right, thank All
1: right, take and care.
7: Then, yeah, you have a good one, Jim. Thanks for everything.
1: You bet. Bye-bye. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is when something's peeling off, there's not much you can do to make it stay and last. Shane, how are you today?
4: I'm good, bud. How are you?
1: Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful. How can I help you?
4: Hey, my question is about roofing. Uh, when I, I've got some shingles I need to replace that got damaged in a windstorm uh I've been told but I'm not sure should I do it in the cool morning something about the tar line on the shingles uh keep before it gets too hot
2: yeah to what happens
1: them? is the you know as the as the shingles are are uh, asphalt based so as they heat up they get soft and glue together in the mornings it'll be a little more rigid uh less likely to adhere when you're putting the new ones down and stuff. Uh, but then later in the day when it heats up, that's when everything lays flat and, and adheres to itself. So the other thing is oh. when you're doing it early in the morning, you're not leaving marks on the shingles. When you do it late in the afternoon, every time you bump it or move your foot or anything, it'll just tear that shingle up.
5: Okay. All right. Well, all right. good advice then. I appreciate it, bud.
1: You bet. Take care.
5: All right. Have a good
0: Right.
1: But, and that's the reason you'll see a lot of roofing companies. They'll they'll hit a job early in the morning. They'll work it till like oh two o'clock or so, and then come back at like six and work it till dark, because those are the hours where the shingles aren't going to be is uh, hot and easily to damage. You you start hitting those shingles at you know three and four in the afternoon very easy to damage. I'm not saying roofers don't roof at those hours. I'm just saying when it gets extremely hot out, you know and we're getting there. when we start getting into the triple digits, do you really want to be up on the roof during those hours of the day? and and please I, I get this all the time in foundation repair and stuff as well. Uh, well, I don't want to make the guys work when it's hot out. They want to eat. We work with our hands. We make our living working with our hands. If we're not working, we're not making money. And we are used to working outside. So by all means, don't let the weather scare you away from hiring a contractor.
0: They still need to work.
1: Let's go to Richard. Juan, this is Jim. How can I help
3: you?
0: Hey, Jim. Um, Real quick, like. I've had some linoleum floor
3: in the kitchen that uh, pulled up, and then some of the backing stayed down. And I've seen several remedies, everything from torch knit to uh, hot water to, you name it, scrapers. What's the best thing to get that up with?
1: What what is down? What color is it? Uh, White. Okay. On the white ones, uh, you're going to find that that's – when you start trying to scrape it, it's going to be kind of gummy-like. Uh, the black ones, they that dries out and becomes very brittle. But on some of those, you have to worry about it having asbestos in it. But that's going way back. You know, more recent, you don't have that issue. But on the, on the uh, white ones, you're pretty much not going to do much with anything other than you can get it wet and it'll soften up even more and then use a a big razor blade type scraper on it and when i say big one they make a six inch wide blade that you can literally right. scrape across there and it, it rolls it up but this is a real pain in the butt uh it just there's no yeah. easy way to do it yeah that's
0: what i was hoping uh, you were hoping for a
1: pain in the butt. I got some other no, projects no, for no, you then.
0: <laughs> hoping for an easy way. Oh, okay. Been down there for a while, and it's getting to the point where I'm fixing to tile on the floor, and I I knew I didn't want to put leveller on top of it. Uh, you know, some of it's gone, some of it's not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want to try to put leveller on it because it it's it just won't. It won't stay. Uh, it'll be too easy to crack it. And, man, you don't want that stuff crackling up underneath your new floors.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate
1: it. All right. Sorry, I wish I had a better way to do it for you, Juan. (laughs)
0: Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye. 888-787-5543. That's 888-787-5543. And, you know, when when it comes to, to getting floors ready... Everything, everything depends on you prepping it first. Don't shortcut. If you don't take the time to scrape that old floor off, that old glue off, and then put floor leveler down to make the floors nice and level, your final floor just won't be right, ever. And once that floor is down, there's nothing you're going to do to fix it short of tearing the thing out and putting in a new one so take the time to do it right prep it right and that goes with all home remodeling things you know painting a wall for instance it's it's quick and easy to start throwing paint up there but you got to trim it you got to make sure you got all the dust off you got to you got to do a lot of work prior to just starting to paint and it's all in the prep work There's two things you got to have. The tools make the job, and the prep work makes the final finish. So uh, make sure you take the time to do it right. This comes from Jill. Does American Standard sell an extended warranty on central air conditioners? If so, is it necessary? Well, American Standard themselves don't sell the warranty. There are companies who offer an extended warranty on installations and such. So, yes, you can call and get it. You know, I've always kind of looked at extended warranties this way. They wouldn't sell them to you if they can't make money with them. And the only way they're going to make money is if you don't need to use it. So why spend a bunch of money to get that extended warranty? Only time you do that is if you're afraid you can't afford to replace a compressor or something like that but you know what they're going to have a 5 or a 10 year on the compressor anyways fan motors and and the other parts are usually not that expensive so in my opinion I would not be spending the extra money for extended warranties that's that's just the way I operate though and he says I had a mold problem recently and turns out there was a leak and I got the whole thing fixed and now I don't have any leaks no more Now it's been a month or more since I got the problem fixed. However, the moisture reading isn't going down. I don't see any evident leaks, but not sure why the moisture readings are not going down. I'm trying to get dehumidification done to get the readings low, but not sure if that is the right approach. Are there any tips to find out if there's still a leak or potentially any other problems? Well, yeah, there actually is on the water supply line you know if you can have a plumber come out and put a pressure gauge on if you want or if you go look at the meter yourself on most meters now some of the newer digital stuff doesn't it electronically sends it in but most of those still have the old gauge down there and what you'll see is there's a big dial that turns extremely slow you don't hardly see it but there's usually a little triangle and if there's even a drip, that little triangle will move, and so if that little triangle is spinning, something is running somewhere. Uh, it can be just a pinhole, and that little triangle would be spinning. That would tell you if there's a leak. So what you do is you go through the house, you shut the water off on everything, make sure the toilets aren't, you know, running and nothing like that, and then go look at the meter and see if it's moving. If it's moving, you got a leak. It needs to be checked further. Then you're probably going to be stuck with getting a plumber to come out. Obviously, Due West Plumbing would be more than happy to do that for you. Secondary thing is the sewer lines. And a lot of times people forget that the sewer line is just discharging water out from under the house. And people always say, well, my water bill hasn't gone up, so I can't have a sewer leak. The sewer line is not metered at all. It's simply the waistline to take out whatever water you didn't drink or use for something else. And so in order to test that where the water exits, where the or the sewer line exits, you put a test ball in there, you blow it up and usually if there's a clean out, that's where you would do this. You blow it up, fill the entire system and see if it holds. If it doesn't hold, you got a leak and that needs to be addressed. Now, the third thing is you mentioned you've only you've waited a month or so that may not be long enough for the readings to go down our soils have been saturated underneath our homes we had major floods we've had major rains it's just our soils are so moist right now it is very difficult to get those readings to go down so not saying that it, it won't go down but putting in the dehumidifier actually would help to lower it you can also just lower the air conditioning temperature that would run it longer and dehumidify as well or get a standalone dehumidifier but uh there's how you check you've just heard the
0: best calls and questions from texas home improvement for more information about our show go to thipro.com